and welcome to another episode of Demimond Paranormal Podcast. As you may or may not know, I'm Tori, your host for each and every episode of Demimond Paranormal. In tonight's episode, we will be talking about a very famous and a very old ghost or spirit. Her name is La Yorona, or the Weeping Woman, or the Wailer. You may be familiar with the story of La Yorona through the not-so-old movie. It just came out maybe last year or maybe the year before that. It was called The Curse of La Yorona. I can't remember if it came out in 2020 or 2019, but either way, it's either one or two years old, so a couple years old. And if you guys saw that movie, tell me, what did you guys think of it? I know it's part of the Conjuring universe. That's what I know so far. I saw it, and I wasn't too impressed. But, you know, I'll let you guys decide for yourselves if you thought it was a good movie. And I just looked it up, and it came out in 2019, so it's a couple years old. But But if it's something that you guys would like to check out for yourselves, please do so. You might like it, or you might not. I just felt like the movie was missing something and it was just kind of a a flatliner. Anyway, so for tonight's episode, I'm going to tell you guys the backstory behind the legend and the myth of La Llorona. So let's dive right in, shall we? And let me tell you, when I first was doing my research for it, I was pretty familiar with the story, like the general story. And I thought to myself, well, you know, that's not that creepy. When I first glazed over the tale of La Llorona. But then as I dived a little deeper, I realized that "Mm, this... This, um, tale is actually quite creepy. So without any further ado for the intro, let's get started, shall we, in tonight's episode. Alright, so welcome everyone. I hope you guys are having a good night or day. I hope you guys are getting comfy and cozy while listening to tonight's episode. Well, where I'm at, it's nighttime. So when I say tonight's, it just means that's where my time zone is and it's night here. But it might be morning or afternoon, wherever you guys are. So wherever you are, and whatever time it is. 
I bid you a good morning slash night or afternoon. Anyway, just have a good day is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. So as you guys may know, La Llorona has deep roots within Hispanic culture. The tale of the weeping or wailing woman has been told in Mexico, in the southwestern parts of the U.S., as well as Central in South America. The legend is deeply rooted in Mexican pop culture especially. The story is told as a way to keep children from the urge to wander around alone at night, especially around bodies of water. Now this includes creeks, streams, especially rivers, lakes, you name it. Early colonial texts suggest that the lore dates back to prehistoric, I mean pre-Hispanic era, originating in Central Highlands. La Llorona is, however, commonly associated with the colonial era in the dynamic between the Spanish conquistadors and the indigenous women. The earliest published account regarding the lore around La Llorona was in the 19th century by Manuel Copio, a Mexican poet who published a sonnet, and in this sonnet, however, the woman in it was a ghost named Rosalia who was murdered by her husband. There was no mention of infanticide, as the previous lore indicates. The earliest documentation of La Llorona was in 1550 in Mexico City. There was a theory that the story of La Llorona was connected to an ancient story from the Aztecs, the Aztec story of the hungry woman. Now that was a creation myth from the Aztecs. The story of the hungry woman included a wailing woman who was constantly out for food. Which has been compared to the story of La Llorona, who was known to be constantly calling out for her murdered children, crying out for her murdered sons. Generations of Mexican children have grown up terrified of La Llorona. The most common story of La Llorona goes like this. When a woman named Maria married a rich man and her marriage hit a rough patch after she had two children, Maria's husband spent less and less time at home. Sadly, when he was at home, he only paid attention to his kids. So, one tragic day, Maria saw her husband with another woman. 
and in a full of any fit of rage and jealousy, she drowned her two sons in which she instantly regretted it. In some versions, Maria also drowned herself as well. And when she arrived at the gates of heaven, she was denied entry, and she was banished to purgatory until she was able to find her children. After she had drowned her sons, she is often depicted as crying out, Oi mi mijos, which means, Oh my sons, or, Oh my children. That is how she gained the name as La Llorona, the weeping or the wailing woman. And that is strange, y'all. As soon as I read that page to y'all from my notes, one of my light bulbs started flickering on and off. That was a bit strange. That was a little bit spooky, I gotta say. That was the first time that that's ever happened while, while reading anything paranormal, whether it be like demonic infestation or possession or other ghost stories. That was a little strange. Anyway, let's continue. So, according to the legend that lives today, La Llorona floats near bodies of water, as we discussed earlier, dressed in all white, dripping wet sometimes. In some versions, she attacks children. In other versions, she attacks cheating men. But whatever you do, or whoever you are, if you hear her cries, immediately run the other way as fast as you can. In the 1930s, the sight of La Llorona was caught by a young boy by the name of Patricio Lujan and his family. In Santa Fe, New Mexico, the Lujan family was having a normal day outside, and that was interrupted by the sight of something very strange. The family watched as a tall, thin, white figure of a woman crossed the road in front of them, in front of their house, and headed towards a nearby creek without making a sound. When the mysterious woman reached the water, that's when the family realized that something was indeed very wrong. As Patricio recalls, the ghostly woman seemed to glide as if she had no legs just before disappearing completely. Then she reappeared at a distance that was too quick for any normal woman to have traveled, but then she disappeared again. This time, she did not return. The spirit of La Llorona is said to have great natural beauty with long, gorgeous, 
flowing black hair. According to one version of the folklore, La Llorona was once a very beautiful young lady, and when I begin this version of the tale regarding La Llorona, this is a tale that is very similar to the previous story that we told earlier in the podcast, but it has a bit more detail included into it. But anyway, La Llorona was once a very beautiful young lady from a humble family. She was a peasant, and her name was Maria. She captured the attention of both rich and poor, old and young men. During the day, Maria would spend her time in her humble surroundings, but at night, she would go out and put out her best, greatest white gown. And she would go out to the, she would go out to the local fandangos, and she would thrill the young, the old, the rich, and the poor men that would await eagerly her arrival. And she loved the attention that she would receive from these men. However, Maria had two small children at home. She had two sons. So naturally, it made it difficult to go out and flirt and dance around these men at night whenever you had two kids at home that needed taken care of, obviously. However, as the story goes, sadly, one day, the children were found dead in a river Now, according to some, they say that the sons died due to neglect. You know, they were probably left on their own while they were playing near the river and they went in too deep and they drowned. Or some say that she killed her sons because they were holding her back from doing what she wanted to do, basically. Now, obviously, there are a few versions of the tale of La Llorona. However, this one is quite similar to the previous stories that we've told. But this one has even more interesting details that I wanted to include without being too repetitive. In this story, her name, her name remains the same. It's Maria. But in this version, she was not a peasant, but she was a very caring young woman who was full of life and she was full of love. But she also was not of a rich family background. And she married a very rich man who, at first, gave her a lot of love and attention and gifts. And eventually, she gave her husband, as we stated before, two sons. And soon after the husband's two sons were born, he began to change. The husband began to change. He spent less and less time at home. He became an alcoholic and a womanizer. 
He would leave Maria home alone with their children for months at a time, and he would even talk about very loudly how he did not care for his wife anymore and that he wanted to leave her for a wealthy lady from his own wealthy class. When Maria's husband did return from wherever he was, he would return home and he would ignore Maria and only pay attention to his two sons. Now this devastated Maria, as she was still gorgeous, sadly, and she started to resent her children. As the story goes, one night, as Maria was out walking with her boys in a shady path near the river one night, she saw her husband in a great, luxurious carriage with a lady who was quite elegant. He stopped to speak only to his boys, but he ignored Maria and drove off in the carriage without saying a word to her. Now this enraged her, and in a fit of inconsolable rage and jealousy, she threw her children into the river, and they quickly disappeared into the water. When she realized what she had done, she desperately ran down to the riverbed to try to save her boys, but it was too late. Maria was inconsolable, and she broke down into grief. She ran up and down the streets, screaming and wailing. She mourned them night and day. She would not eat, and she grew thinner and thinner. She walked along the river, looking for her kids, soiling her white dress with rips and tears and mud and dirt. She, she searched and searched, hoping they would return to her, but they never did come back. She cried endlessly. As she refused to eat, she naturally grew very thin, which made her look taller and like a walking skeleton. She eventually died on the banks of the river. Soon after her death, people began seeing her ghost on the Santa Fe River bank. Her ghost was said to be seen drifting bet between trees and floating in the current of the river with her long white gown spread wide over the water. People of Santa Fe would see her at night, wandering around the riverbanks, crying out for her children. The apparition is said to be ruthless. According to some, she kills men, women, and children. But in other versions... She will only attack children, dragging them to, to a watery grave.
And here I have a story about somebody who had a dream about La Llorona. Now, I warn you guys, this dream is actually pretty spooky. And this is submitted by a writer by the name of Tanya Appelar from Eureka, California. So, I begin the story when I quote... When I was in the 7th grade, I had a frightening dream. I saw myself on a dark road with only the illumination coming from a dim street light. The ground was wet, and in the distance, I could hear the sound of rain falling and the tap, tap, tapping of, some, of someone's footsteps coming toward me. Peering into the darkness, I could make out a woman dressed all in black, with a dark, lacy veil covering her face, moving towards me. Strangely, as the mysterious woman grew closer, so did the rain. When the woman was about fifteen feet in front of me, she looked over my shoulder. When I turned around to see what she was looking at, I saw a young child in a white nightgown playing with a doll in the middle of a puddle of water. When I turned back to her, she was right in front of me. The veil was lifted. Her eyes were abnormally large and wide, and her face was no more than three inches away from mine. Her terrifying eyes stared into mine, dead on until I woke up in a panic. I looked toward the window. It was raining. As you can imagine, I didn't sleep for the rest of the night. The next day, I shook off the dream and thought nothing about it until a year later. On that night, I was spending the night with my friend Veronica, who had invited her friend Sarah. In the course of the evening, Sarah, who is Hispanic, began to tell ghost stories and legends of the Mexican culture. I didn't think anything of it at first when she began to tell the tale of La Llorona. Then she began to tell of how the legendary spirit travels by water, dressed all in black or white, and is most often seen wearing a veil. Sarah continued by telling us that La Llorona lifts her veil only to her victims that in their afterlife, she has chosen, chosen to help her find the bones of her lost children. Now I constantly wonder if in my afterlife, I will be forced to help 
find the bones of her lost children. According to some witnesses, La Llorona has a face with no features, it's completely blank, and others state that her face is a skull of a horse. They say that the children that meet her have their souls taken, and those who have seen her will soon meet a grim demise, later on in life that is. In Texas, there is a creek named Hollering Woman Creek, where witnesses have claimed that they had seen a woman dressed in white waddling through the creek, sobbing. The story behind this spirit is pretty similar to La Llorona. However, she drowned her children to, to save them from an angry tribe of Native Americans. When the tribe of Native Americans caught up with her, they met her alone, and she screamed and hollered at them to scare them away. That's how the story goes. And sadly, she did survive the attack by the Native Americans, but however, she was doomed to live on with no family. And in her afterlife, she still searches for her dead children that she had drowned out of love to save them for, from an even worse fate. So that's the story of La Llorona. And I have one more story to tell you guys before we sign off for tonight. Or maybe I have, I might have a couple more, I'm not sure. But this story is from the Reddit user, djunderdog85 on reddit.com. And it was posted on True... HorrorStoriesOfTexas.com Now, this story happened when the user, or the writer, was just 11 years old. And he saw the weeping woman, or La Llorona, in the 1990s when he was just 11 years old. So to begin the story, I quote, This happened to me when I was 11 years old. It was the 90s. I have lived my whole life in El Paso, Texas. And like I said, La Llorona travels all through the Southwest and South America and Central America. So anyway, on with the story. And I quote again. 
One night, it was just like any other night, I lived in a trailer with my mom and dad. My youngest brother was staying with my aunt this night. I fell asleep watching Jay Leno as usual, and when I woke up I was on the sofa in my living room. The time was 4 a.m., which illuminated from the stove in the kitchen. The television was off, and normally I had a light on, but this time it was pitch black. I woke up and I heard a, t a horrible screaming that was coming from far in the distance. The screaming was coming from a ditch that was a few feet away from my home. I heard it and I thought I was hearing things. I asked myself, am I dreaming? Then I started to hear the animals outside howling and whimpering. These animals that I speak of are dogs and cats. As the screaming got closer, the animals continued to cry. The screaming was something I have never experienced before. It sounded like I was in a big hallway, and a woman was screaming her guts out down that hallway. Then, in all the screaming, I could make out the words, these words being said by whoever this was at 4 a.m., screaming their guts out shocked me. The woman said, Oh, my mijos! Which meant, Oh, my children. In a huge panic, I quickly got up from the sofa and ran to the kitchen, which was right next to where I was asleep. I turned the closest light and turned and looked around. The screaming didn't stop. In fact, the screaming only got louder and closer. I questioned my sanity at that moment. Was I going crazy or hearing things? Then I thought to myself, This is real and the animals are responding to it in a negative way. So I did what any other 11-year-old boy would do in a moment like this. I ran into my mom and dad's room. I reached for my mom and shook her awake wildly. She woke up and slowly, and to my amazement, the screaming faded away as she woke awake. I thought to myself, what the heck is going on? I told my mother, Mom, do you hear that screaming and crying lady? My mom was half asleep and she said, Go back to sleep. It was most likely just your imagination. I told her, no, this is real. Please listen. Don't you hear her? My mom quickly just said, you are dreaming, so go back to sleep. It's going to be okay. By then, the screaming had faded long away, like if whoever was screaming knew that an, that an adult was awake. I was terrified as I returned to the living room and quickly turned on the television as I left most of the lights on as well. I didn't go back to sleep until the sun came up. I couldn't believe what I heard and witnessed. I was treated like a crazy person whenever I told my story. It got so bad that I kept my experience to myself. To this day, I don't care what people think of my experience. I know what I heard. A couple of years later, it happened again. 
but that's a whole other story that I will share later. Alright, so the next part that I'm going to tell y'all is from the same Reddit user. This is his second incident that he had witnessed and experienced with the supposed spirit of La Llorona. So when I begin, I quote the Reddit user. An incident occurred with my aunt about a year after my encounter. According to my aunt, there were sleeping and suddenly there was a horrible sound coming from the ditch located in front of their house. There was a street between the ditch and the house, but her house and the ditch were really close to one another. It was about 2.30 a.m. when my aunt was awakened by a screaming woman coming from the ditch. She figured maybe somebody was hurt or attacked. She walked out in front in the front yard looking towards the ditch and saw there was no woman. My cousin walked out in front of the ditch as well as asking what was happening. My aunt, of course, had no idea where the screaming was coming closer. When they saw her, a woman in a white dress, the only thing that shook them to the bone was the woman had no feet and was clearly floating. One other feature that threw them off was that this woman had no face. They both just turned after seeing that and ran inside their house. My aunt locked the door and called the police. The police showed up minutes later and took their claim seriously. El Paso PD was soon looking the area for this woman that was heard screaming and was seen. The police soon returned and said there was no evidence that a woman was there. They looked at the area where the woman was seen walking and not even footprints were found. One of the police officers even asked if maybe my aunt was dreaming about everything that happened. The next day is when I went over to visit and saw my cousin, as I have never seen her before. She had black bags under her eyes, and she hasn't slept since the incident. I asked her what happened, and she says she saw what my aunt saw. The screaming woman with no feet and no face. It took her a while to sleep normal again. She never saw or heard La Llorona again. But to this day, she won't deny what she witnessed, something that she can't explain. Unlike my cousin, I don't have the luck of avoiding La Llorona. It was in the early 2000s when I worked here in El Paso, Texas, at a local supermarket named Big 8. One of the shifts that I worked on was 3 a.m. to 12 p.m. This store was located in the lower valley of El Paso. In the back of the store is a small ditch. One early morning, about 4 have I heard the back doors open and I was taking the empty milk crates outside in the back. 
I was working with two other guys at the time of the incident. One of the guys named R thought it would be funny to close the back doors and lock me outside as a joke. When I heard the doors shut, I knew he was messing around. I thought to myself, I will just stay quiet and wait for, wait for him to open the doors again. I wasn't going to give in to his joke of trying to scare me. I stood by the door smiling and thinking to myself, He is not going to scare me. I could hear R laughing from the other side of the doors. I thought to myself, Well, the joke is on him because I'm not scared. About one minute later, into the far distance, I hear screaming. I heard, Ah! And I thought to myself, it's the same screaming that I heard when I was 11 years old. The screaming got louder and closer to me. I felt a chill down my spine, and I felt that I was being watched by some unseen force. I felt a sense of hopelessness. It was a feeling unlike any other. I started pounding on the door. I yelled, let me in. There is somebody out here. I pounded my fist and kicking the door. What the F? Let me in. I could hear R laughing on the other side of the door. I started to kick the door harder. The screaming was now coming from right in back of me. Then R opened the door and said, What the F is that? Just then, I ran inside and locked the warehouse door. R said, Why is that lady screaming? Does she need help? I told him that I don't think it was a lady. I told him what happened to me when I was younger. R told me, Jay, you don't think that maybe you're cursed or she's following you. I stayed quiet when he told me that. I couldn't work my shift normally after that. It took a few hours to get over what happened. I admit I was scared and maybe R was right. What if she was following me? There is one more incident that took place right after. In 2015, I started working as a custodian at Cedar Grove Elementary. Behind the school is a border highway. Then the Rio Grande, of course, covered by a huge metal fence that separates Mexico from El Paso. I worked the night shift from 2.30 p.m. to 11 p.m. One night, I was stuck working with another custodian until midnight. Right when we were about to leave, we do a walk through the school to make sure all the doors were locked on the outside. I worked with another custodian named C, and C always told me that he never believed in ghosts. Up until that night, I can say we walked to our cars and just as I was about to leave, I saw that C had opened the hood of his car. Then I asked, then he asked me, Hey Jay, can you give me a jump? My car battery is dead. I told him, yes, of course. Just as I stepped out of my car, a loud screaming coming from the Rio Grande was heard. All of the animals in the nearby neighborhood started howling and crying. 
Once again, the screaming resembled a woman screaming her guts out in a hallway as it echoed all over. C looked at me and said, Oh my god, is that a demon? I told him, No, C. That is, La Llorona. He looked right at me and said, No way, she can't be real. Then I said, I have heard her before. Then C said, Hurry up, please, let's get out of here. It gave him a jump, and just as we saw a, bar a border patrol jeep speeding towards the screaming woman, just then I thought to myself, Can I record this and share it with the world? I took my phone out and just hit record as the screaming faded away. C and I looked at each other, and he said, What the F? Sorry, Jay. I'm leaving before that evil witch comes back to get us. We both, we both left. In the very next day, C was telling everybody at work how he had heard the witch crying the night before. That was the last time I, I encountered her. I don't think it is the last, as I feel that she may chose who hears her or sees her. Thank you for listening. And that's the end of the story by Reddit user djonderdog85. And that brings us to the end of tonight's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed that. And let me tell you, that was a spooky episode, I've got to say. At least I thought it was spooky. What did you guys think? Hopefully you guys, or myself even, never encounter the vengeful spirit of La Llorona. But I still can't get over how eerily coincidental that was when my light overhead, my bedroom, started flickering. And when I looked at my TV screen, there was pictures of bodies of water. I mean, it's probably coincidental, of course. But it was just very eerie. You're talking about a spirit that, you know, haunts bodies of waters? Whether that be a creek, a stream waterfalls, lakes, rivers, especially rivers. It was just a bit strange. But anyway, I wish y'all, each and every one of y'all, a good night and to stay safe, make good choices, be kind to one another. Oh, and I, I didn't say this in my last episode, but happy November! And if you're in the United States and you celebrate Thanksgiving, what is your favorite thing or food, whether it be the turkey or the side dishes, what's your favorite food item to eat? And what's your favorite element of Thanksgiving in the whole season of Thanksgiving fading into the holiday season, whether that be Christmas or Hanukkah, you name it. 
or maybe you just enjoy the whole fall season. I enjoy fall myself. I've got to say my two favorite seasons are either summer or autumn. But summer wins. <laughs> also, I do want to mention when I was doing my research for La Llorona, I thought the story was, you know, actually quite sad. And I always had an, overwhel an overwhelming sense of melancholy when I was doing the research for tonight's episode. But it doesn't make it right that she, you know, drowned her children. And I think whenever people do encounter her spirit, they feel the overwhelming sense of sadness or dread. I don't know, it's very strange. But also, I think she's kind of like a banshee in the Celtic folklore with the screaming. Either way, she's definitely more powerful than a, re a regular ghost. She's more of a spirit in that sense. Anyway, I don't want to keep you guys for too long. So I wish you a good night. And I want to thank each and every one of you so, so much for tuning in for Demimond Paranormal and to listen to me ramble about all things paranormal. Each and every Friday, every week, we do a new episode. And I wish y'all good night and to stay spooky. See you next Friday. <laughs>